the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at the bar. Hello and welcome back to At The Bar, a podcast by studio owners for studio owners. My name is Melanie Gard and I am of course joined by my delightful friend Jane Gretch. How are you today lovely? Hello, hello. Very good. About to head into two days of exams. So there's a little bit of um, anxiety in the air, but we also are heading into our preschool concert season. So there's a little bit of um, excitement in the air. So that's good. Sending me pictures of hot glue gun projects and fluffy beaks on her head. (laughs) Love it. I love it. You know what? I feel so lucky that I can still do craft as a job. (laughs) (laughs) So good, isn't it? It's just so good. Hot glue gun, the smell as well. Isn't that? Oh, Oh, I love a bit of hot glue. (laughs) Yep. You know me. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I think part of it is just being a kid, isn't it? Just enjoying that. Yes. Yes, and actually, um, my children, Caitlin particularly, she's almost 10, she's very, very creative, and um, she and I are now working in partnership uh, in in creating of of things, and it's great. It's a really nice time with her, and I know, I was saying to you before, I know other people can do this, you know, make headpieces and things like that, but it's actually, I really enjoy it, and I'm really enjoying being able to do it with her as well, so win, win, win. Yeah. And it's kind of that part about having a little bit of a um, regression here, but a part of having a studio and running a family business, all of those little points of involving your children are really nice. Like my son's about oh, to, um, we're going to go to Bunnings after this and he's going to build a prop for me because he's quite handy yep. with the hammer and nail now, which is good. Don't yep. have to bother yeah. Rob about it. Um, <laughs> and then this afternoon I'm going to be tie-dyeing some t-shirts with my eldest so you know it's nice yeah those, those it is nice. nice yeah I agree I agree so, speaking of parenting um we have chosen the topic today of dance mums um Ooh. and bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yes da, 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 da. Um, sadly, I feel over the last few years, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Jane, that um, the term dance mums has come with some really negative connotations, um, thanks to a, a show we won't mention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you and I are both mums of three children each. And we run a dance studio. So we've got lots of experience um, running a a studio but also being that mum that's running Mm. for getting the notice and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I think you and I have both got a little bit we can share about our thoughts on working with our dance mums in a positive and productive way. Yes. Our studios, whilst different, are, are fairly similar and I think you and I both can say, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you <laughs> and I have got a pretty good culture and not mm. too many 
problems with our dance mums. I mean, I, I can't even think off the top of my head the last time I had a, a big issue that I was, um, you know, really worried about. There's, of course, customer-related yeah. issues. Yeah. I, I think you and I have worked really hard to build a positive um, strong culture and a good relationship with our families. So I think it's worth us sharing some of the things that we've done over the years to help that. Um, mm. So, Jane, do you want to talk a little bit about how you use your studio values to guide you in that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm, I, I won't talk about that TV show either, but I'm, yeah. I have a lot of anger about it mm -hmm. um, because I do feel like it tarnished our industry and I do have people say to me, oh, you know, when they they meet me for the first time, oh, are you like that show? And mm -hmm. I say I couldn't actually be any further from that show. Um, but I also feel myself going into defence mode there and defending what I do, defending my industry and defending um, what I stand for and what I've devoted my life to. And so I am hugely frustrated um, by the impact, the negative impact surrounding what we do that that show has had. And if I had lots of money, I would put cameras in my studio and I would get out a positive version mm. of that show and show what um, dance studios are doing, you know, at the grassroots level. And you know what? Never say never because I'm the kind of person that can make that happen later on when yep. I run out of other ideas. So um, stay tuned for Jane's <laughs> new show. <laughs> Um, I'm looking that aside, can you do you a, heard a, a show where you like travel to our studio and we can do like yeah a oh definitely yeah. yeah definitely need a tour I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said I'm like you I really don't have a lot of negativity um, around the term dance mums I love our dance mums mm -hmm. I love our dad dance dads um, we have really positive relationships. We take the philosophy that we're working in partnership with the parents. I firmly believe it takes a village to raise a child and that we are part, a dance studio is an integral part of the village it takes to raise a child in modern day. You know, it, it, we're not actually living in villages anymore where we can um, kind of go over to each other's tents. Um, so now we've got all of these children coming to our studios who we're impacting daily and we are working in partnership with their yep. parents to grow the best humans we can grow. And that means we're not against them. It's not us versus the, the dance parent. It's us working with the dance parent. Absolutely, right. Jane. They're not the enemy, yeah. are they? They're not they the are enemy. not the enemy. And if mm -hmm. they are the enemy, then they're in the wrong place. And mm -hmm. that's part of growing as a business owner and, and finding your confidence in what you offer so um and and you have to go through that you can listen to this message until um do you want me to put an australian saying in until the cows come home <laughs> you can listen to this yeah. message till the cows come home yes. sometimes you just have to learn it the hard way and i yeah. did as well the more refined i got on living my values um, looping, long way to loop back to your question, but the more refined I got on living our values, the less conflict we've had in our studio. Yes. Um, I agree with you. You're always going to get a few little customer service issues. We're in business. We're in the service industry. But I am not in conflict um, yep. with with my parents. Um, I'm not asking people to leave. You know, people 
now that my my values and philosophy is so refined and I'm so confident in it then I'm actually marketing it's it, it's changed the way I market mm. and so now I'm not even attracting those people who aren't the right fit whereas before I was and and you know when you're you're a new business you take everything right because it's scary to turn people away that have money that could pay your bills yeah absolutely absolutely scary I get it. Um, I think, yeah. um, so, just yeah. unpacking that a little bit more, Jane. Brilliant. I'm just nodding along here as, as explaining <laughs> everything. Of course. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. I'm saying. So, yeah. unpacking that a little bit further. When a parent calls, because we still do get this. So, a parent will call and they'll be upset about, um, uh, you know, uh, like say their account's wrong or something. And so mm. people sometimes can speak or say things, they're not coming from a place of heart, you know, they're kind of mm -hmm. rushing and going, oh, my God, I didn't realise there was this rehearsal or I missed this or, you know, they're yeah. parents. And I think part of the evolution um, as a studio owner is not taking that personally. Yeah. Because the parent's not coming in to <laughs> bother you and, you know, all they're worried about is their kid and doing the right thing by their kid and their family and it's a juggle. And I think <laughs> when you can, on the, the business side of things, separate that per, what you might feel is a personal attack from, okay, this is this person's experience, how can mm. I help work through this with them? They are my valued customer. Maybe they shouldn't have, you know, spoken that way or, mm. you know, sent that email with that particular tone. I think sometimes people can take those things really personally mm. um, and it's part of evolving yourself as a business owner and kind of separating yourself from those really, like, day-to-day -day yeah. customer service. Great comment. Yeah. You know, yep. like, it's, it's no big deal. It's really no, no. big deal. I'm a mum. I've got three mm. kids. My mm. inbox is ridiculous. Shocking. Right? Yeah. Everything, the emails I get from the school every day. Now my children's primary school now email me every time they go to sick bay. Now my youngest. Oh, great. That's <laughs> so good. And my youngest is in sick bay all the time. She's always. Yes, so is mine. You know, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Ping, there goes another email. I'm like, oh, yep. do I really need to know? Yep. I don't no. need to know. no. <laughs> The but less I know, the better, actually. Exactly, <laughs> I'm, exactly. Yeah, I'm that mum. I stick my head in the sand if I can. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And so, so my point, though, being that my inbox is full every day oh, of stuff from my mm. kids. And so if I miss something, it's not because I'm trying to annoy the cricket coach or the footy no. team manager it's just because I am overwhelmed with information so yeah. I think that's really important to kind of understand that um, most of our parents are just trying to go about their day-to-day -day interactions and do the best they can whilst juggling mm. activity mm. work and I, I love it washing. yeah I love it all, all of that all of that and um you know, it doesn't matter where they're at, you know, whether they're high up in a corporation and and working hard or whether they're a stay-at-home mum yep. with a newborn totally. baby. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got stuff to deal with. Yep. And you're right. If you are taking 
every little negative thing personally, you're giving over too much power to other people. And you know that I talk about Stephen Covey's circle of control mm. a lot. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's the two circles and inside the, the middle circle is things that you can control and on the outside circle are things that are not in your control and you need to really focus on that inner circle. So in this case, in this scenario, on the outside circle you have um, person is grumpy uh, and has sent a grumpy email, right? You've got no control over that so it's no point getting worked up and raising your blood pressure uh, on the inside circle there you've got what you can control that is you, you can control your response and you can control your emotional state and mm -hmm. you can control how much energy you give over to that so yep. when you, you drill it down like that it's really black and white you respond with empathy I think we probably do need to bring empathy into this conversation mm. at some point um, but you then move on with the rest of your day. And I'm like you, I do see particularly newer studio owners, I do a lot of um, kind of mentoring and, and listening, you know, looking at, at what people write about their journeys as, as owners and I do feel for them because I can see them getting worked up and all I can say to them is just let it go. This is mm. not, they are not lying awake your customer is not lying awake in bed at 1am with high blood pressure and stress symptoms worrying about that email. I'm telling no. you they're not. No. So don't, don't let it take over your life. <laughs> That's right. And I think we just need to come back to, and look, no disrespect to studio owners that don't have children because, you know, I mean, my children are taught by teachers that don't have children. They are absolutely oh. wonderful teachers. But I think once you've had children... You understand on a very deep level that, you know, all I want is for my children to, one, be safe, two, be, you know, positive, productive young people and mm -hmm. to have enjoyable experiences that are going to nurture and build their confidence and do all of those things. So that's my priority as a parent and I'm, I can probably say that's most parents' priorities. Of course, mm -hmm. there's going to be some crazies out there. But generally mm -hmm. speaking, most parents are coming to the table, especially when they're coming to book their kid in for a dance class. They're there because they care about their kid. They want their mm. kid to, to have a positive, enjoyable experience. So when they ask questions or, you know, come to you with something, they're not doing it to annoy you. They're doing it because yeah. they want the best for their child. And I think if you can put yourself in their shoes... Um, practice empathy, as you said, Jane. I've got that written down here as my number one uh, sort of tip is just to be mm. empathetic. Like think mm. about where that person's coming from. We talk mm. about often as teachers, don't we, remembering that every child comes into class with a story. You know, we don't know yeah. what's happened for that child that day, that week, you know, at home. Yeah. The same with those parents. We don't know. Oh, they could have sure. had the worst day with their kids their kid could have had a panic attack or mm. the dogs throwing up their breakfast all over you know like <laughs> we yeah. all have stuff don't we so yeah I think being empathetic and taking and, a breath and you know we all communicate differently some of us have have quite high level communication skills mm -hmm. um I wouldn't put myself in that category or I'd say I have pretty mid-level communication skills um I am working on always improving them. You can't always assume that people have the same 
either communication style or skill level as you. So, um, you know, working with different people from all different walks of life, you're going to, this is the world, this is, um, you know, diversity, we're going to come across people that wouldn't respond the way we would, that doesn't make them wrong, um, or they're going to voice their opinions in a way that maybe we wouldn't, it doesn't make them wrong. Um, looking at things with, with like, Focusing on diversity is really important as well as culture. So, and I don't mean culture of our dance studio, but I mean cultural influences that might um, affect the way someone communicates with you, both with your team, just kind of veering over to leadership, both mm -hmm. with your team, um, working with people from different culture, cultural backgrounds, mm -hmm. and your your clientele. So. It's just worth taking a, a pause anytime you're having an interaction with a parent, whether it be face-to-face -face, on the phone or email, yeah. taking a pause and say, thinking, well, where is this coming from? What might be influencing this behaviour, this communication? What what can I learn here, right? What can I learn here mm -hmm. um, about dealing with this type of person and, and letting go of the need to be right all the time, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. It's not it's not a winner and a loser in, in most communications, although a lot of us like to make it out that there is. Um, yeah. Just got to let it go. In fact, I had a, a little interaction with my husband last night where I was, uh, or was it this? No, it was last night. Um, I was so proud of myself because I bit my tongue. <laughs> and I didn't say, I was, I, no, genuinely, I was so, like I was high-fiving myself yeah. because, um he was going on about Liam has, my son Liam has this thing where he likes to put like toys in a box that he's still using because he might come back to it. Mm. And um, Brian was kind of having a go at him and I wanted to say, well, kind of you do that as well, you know, like when you're out working on the tools, sometimes you just like throw stuff into a bag or whatever because you're going to come back to it. I was like, well, that's not going to add anything to this conversation because what am I trying to achieve by making that comment? Mm. I'm actually trying mm. to... Like, he's already frustrated. He's trying to clean up my son's room, which I was grateful that I wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. what, what's that comment actually going to achieve? And so I just said, well, you know, I guess we all do it a little bit at, at times, but do you need a hand? So it changed where that could yeah. have gone. And, like, we've got – and, I like, I genuinely was, whoa, yes, you're learning. You're learning. Yay. Yeah. I'm finally you know, growing up. I'm growing up. <laughs> And you don't have to win every yes. so-called, I'm doing air quotes here, argument. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I would, that would have invited an argument then, like, whoa. And especially uh, when people are in that stressful state, they're often looking for a reaction, aren't they? And oh. when you just respond with empathy and, you know, thank you so much for your feedback or, you know, whatever it is, they go, oh, oh. okay. Oh, she's actually Because yeah. doesn't Oprah say all people want is to be heard. Oh, that's absolutely. That's all people want, you know, just to hear, to listen, to acknowledge, you know, to acknowledge where they're at, to acknowledge what they're saying. It doesn't mean you have to do what they say if it's not, you yeah. know, the right thing. But no. just that alone can completely disarm what's mm. about to happen. Well, empathy diffuses mm. anger. Yeah, um, empathy diffuses anger, I believe. It, yeah. It's not completely, but it's step one. And I think step two 
would be sharing rationale and information. So mm -hmm. a lot of time if there is a perceived conflict, um, real or otherwise, it's often from a lack of information. Whether you've given it and they haven't received it is irrelevant, irrelevant. Yeah. Um, I saw a mem on Facebook that said, um, you know, when you see in an email someone has written, as per my last email is code for read your emails, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. And I laughed because I was like, how, yeah, how helpful is as per my last email? That is point scoring. That yeah. is point scoring communication. And it's petty and very low level communication in yeah. my view. Yeah, because Jane, I'm so fascinated off. by the fact yeah. that you put yourself as a mid-level communicator because I'm like, <laughs> deepers, where does that put us? the rest of us? Because <laughs> uh, I put you I've at a pretty high level, my love. <laughs> thank you, darling. I appreciate that. I, I, look, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm lacking in my communication skills, but I know I've, I've got enough humility to know that I've, like I review a lot of my communication after the event and I think, Whoa, I could have done that better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I just like to be, you know, a learner, put my L plates on. I also have, um, you know, some pretty high expectations around communication and some pretty amazing role models on which I'm, I'm working towards being. And yeah, I think even those people, I, you know, I reckon someone, I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone who's, who I'd view as having really high-level communication skills. Barack Obama, for example, yeah. um, I reckon he would say he's still a work in progress and yeah. I think that's what makes a good communicator. Yeah, absolutely. Really As you were mm. talking about that concept of empathy and leadership, I'm thinking if only we had more empathetic leaders running the world, yeah. you know, like yeah. you look at... Um, Oh, there was a beautiful video that I'm I'm completely in love with Jacinta um, Ardern, the New Zealand oh, yes. minister. Yeah. Um, Amazing. She, her leadership is based in empathy. You know, she had mm. they. I don't know if you saw that video where the um, all their school teachers were protesting about yeah. pay scales, and and she left Parliament and went mm. out and spoke to them, and. Mm listened to what they had to say and acknowledged their pain points and their problems and it was so powerful and I just thought that's moving. all that needs to happen when you're a leader is lead with empathy, listen to people, hear what they're saying. Um, mm. doesn't mean you have to do everything that people are telling you to do. No. Um, but it does, it disarms that anger, it disarms um, the annoyance for people because they feel like there's a way to move forward. So it's that's right. We're going a bit off topic, but it's I love relevant. it. It's <laughs> that's why we don't plan these out because I actually think that you know it is as if you and I are just sitting and having a coffee. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's why these these chats are valuable and I really enjoy them. That I I saw that video and I found it really powerful. Yeah, it um, really was. Yeah. Uh, I saw another one recently. In fact, just in the last couple of days. Um, I can't. I don't know what the minister was, but it was somebody in government um, was being spoken to by an indigenous elder about fracking in the, the Northern Territory and how um, you know they they don't want it. And yeah. the, the the minister stood there for a while and and kind of appeared to listen, but it really looked a little bit patronising from my point of view. He, he mm. it almost looked like. He assumed the listening face. We all know it. Yeah. Head slightly on the side. 
Mm -hmm. hand to the chin, squinty eyes, little bit of a nod every now and then, maybe a mmm, mmm, right? It, it really appeared as if he'd assumed the listening position and I was offended by it. Um, the Indigenous elder kept talking and in the end, I think obviously they ran out of the, the minister's advisor told him, you know, we've got other appointments and they got in the car, Mel, and they drove away and I and that's when the the... the uh, clip ended and I felt desperately sad because I thought oh my gosh if you had just had the courage to say to your advisor you're going to need to ring those appointments they're always late anyway I've, I've done some work with ministers in the um, government they're always late yeah. so yes they're going to be later and say we're going to be late and sat down you know I, I don't know where they were in the NT but outside this shop sat down and actually said all right listen I don't have a huge amount of time, but I, I'd like to give you 10 minutes where it's just you and me. Let's turn the cameras off. Mm. I'm not doing it for my self-promotion. Um, I really need to hear what you've got to say. And How so different that, that could have played oh, out. So different, Jane. And the key point there that you made was courage. It mm. takes so much courage, courage because you're actually putting yourself as a leader in a vulnerable position. And and obviously Correct. that's what that... that minister didn't want to do he didn't want to put himself in a vulnerable position and mm. was happy to move on and I think mm. the most powerful leaders are the ones that are, are, are courageous and happy to be vulnerable by listening to people mm. and listening time. listening is you know saying um you know people just want to be heard well yeah. it, it goes further than that I think Mel yeah people want to be to feel valid and valuable yes and Listening is the, the tool that makes them feel that way. So, yeah. and, and it is the key to empathy. So we're kind of going around in circles now. But if you've got, um, you know, someone who is cross at your front desk, the key is to listen. Tell me, tell me from where you stand about this situation. You know, yeah. and then, you know, sometimes they could go on and on. You do do um, need to take control and I've had people keep talking, keep talking and I've had to say to them, all right, um, I've, I have heard what you've said. I'm going to summarise it back to you to make sure that I've understood correctly. I do that and they say yes or no and they, they put me back on the right path if I've not got it. And yeah. then I say, all right, I'd really value your your ears now, you know. Um, I've I've given you your opportunity and I'd really love it if you could give me the same because I think we've got a little bit of a misunderstanding here just because I haven't shared the information. So yeah. because people like to interrupt so that you kind of have to frame it. So please yes. don't interrupt me. Um, I'll share where I'm coming from and then I'll hand back over to you. So you're really kind of leading that, you know, it's not just kind of haphazard, here we go. Mm -hmm. you, putting a framework around the conversation and also telling people, lead it back to your values, telling people your expectations of their behaviour. And I know as adults to adults that's um, tricky but we we are the, the business owner and, and that is our role is to yeah. make sure that we set the expectations of how we want people to behave within our organisation. Down at the park they can talk to you any way they like, you know, but while they're on my premises or speaking to me about my business on the phone, I lay fairly clear my expectations of behaviour. In fact, I had a parent um, who was not the ideal fit um, uh, six months ago 
swear at me very badly on the phone and I said yeah. to her, um, unfortunately, I, she got me off guard because she rang my mobile, which doesn't really happen anymore, and it was later in the evening it, and I did all the wrong things. You know, I answered the phone. That was the yeah. first wrong First mistake, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, you know, how we're saying people bring mm -hmm. different things into their conversation. Sometimes yes. they might bring wine, Mel. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just said, look, I, I really cannot have you speak to me like that. If it happens again, I'm going to terminate this call. Obviously, the next thing she said uh, ended the call. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just, mm -hmm. I just I, you know, uh, so you, you do have to lay your expectations out fairly yeah. clear, clearly. Um, and that was why, I mean, that was one of my top tips was that mm -hmm. people really do want boundaries. They want to know mm -hmm. how to behave. I'll just share, we're going to round up in a minute, but I'll share this quick story. I was in our local cafe yesterday and the business owner, um, her and I have been working together on a couple of joint promotional projects and, I'm, you know, she wants me to succeed, I want her to succeed. She yeah. said to me, she goes, oh, I had one of your dance mums in here. I was like, right. Mm -hmm. and, she said, and the kids were running around and, you know, they're putting handprints on blah, 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 blah. And so she wanted me to go and speak to that parent um, outside <laughs> of the cafe. And I said, oh, let's just uh, reverse up a bit here. And I said, look, my parents under my roof, I have rules, I have expectations, we have a code of conduct, you know, very clearly laid out set of values. Outside of my community or events or studio, I, I don't have control over how people behave. Mm. Inside your cafe, you have, so I, was, I felt like I was giving her a business lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I do that. Yeah. Have clear expectations about you know if you don't want kids running around upstairs, then you are as a business owner need to lay that expectation and let people know that's not my job. Anyway, it's just a little aside, but for me it was like just like hang on a second, you know your business, your rules, it's your ship, you're the captain. Mm. You know you lay that out. People want that. Now that family might not have been happy had she done that, but. If she doesn't want that at her, at her cafe, yeah. so Nora, see you later. Don't come back yeah. because that's not what I want here. So, you know, I just For think sure. it's a really good example of that when you are clear about your expectations, people will either behave that way or they'll leave. And it yeah. just makes for a very, very stress-free, happy place. Yeah, happy place. Happy yeah. place, happy place. As we wrap up, I did want to mention, um, I think sometimes people get concerned that if um, they have an interaction with somebody um, that might be slightly negative or that somebody doesn't get their own way, that they're going to go off and badmouth the business owner or the studio or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a few of those, yes. you know, in my studio. Um, I got very good advice very early on about that kind of person that's never able to be pleased and that may go off and, and have a rant on Facebook or um, at the school gate about you. And that advice was that everybody thinks they're crazy, not just you. Yeah. And... Um, you know, when they're having a rant, today it's about the dance school. Tomorrow it's about the guy at the service station. Mm -hmm. The next day it was that they had to wait an hour at the dentist. And actually people don't really listen to 
to that kind of recommendation, that kind of person's opinion because yeah. it's always so heightened and yes. negative that it carries no weight. So yeah. do not worry if you've got someone that's like, well, I'm going to put this up and I'm going to say this and I'm going to tell all my friends because everybody's going to take what they're saying with a grain of salt. So Absolutely. don't don't worry about that. That's a really good advice, Jane, because that's something that I know in the early years I struggled with too because it was that oh, whole kind of idea of I want to keep everybody happy and happy, happy, you know, happy. And we know that word of mouth is my biggest sort of yep. tool I've got of my business and being so worried about what people were going to say, but that's For really sure. good advice. Thanks, people Dad. Got them from a mile away. We all know those yep. people at the school gate, don't we? Yeah, there's just, just another life. little another little pearl of wisdom from my dad he just oh. kind of slots them in just oh. you know they're just one line dad on the podcast one day jane yes special edition that could be fun maybe we will <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. Well, I have really loved this conversation, Jane. I mean, we sort of deviated in all sorts of different di directions, but it does really come back to what we always say, culture, culture, culture. <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Um, um, you know, amongst also being able to have a, a bit of a laugh and not take yourself too seriously might be, be worth throwing in to end. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, my Beautiful. friend, well... I have loved the conversation today. We might sign off now and look yep. forward to chatting again next week at the bar. See you, Mel. See you, Jane. Thanks for listening to At The Bar with Jane and Mel. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We would love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 